Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Stand up on your feet, please. Take your Bibles again. Luke 24, going to read verse 45 to 53. If you're ready, say yes. Here we go. And he opened their minds so that they would understand the Scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer, arise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power. Somebody say, until you're clothed with power, until you are clothed with power from on high. Verse 50, and when he led them out as far as the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. They worshiped and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they stayed continually at the temple praising God. I want you to go to the book of Acts now, chapter 1, verse 4. Acts 1, verse 4, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times and the dates the Father has by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and at the ends of the earth. One more text, Acts 2, verse 2. And when the day of Pentecost came... They were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you're doing, what you've done what you're going to do this morning. I pray, give us living understanding today. Release all that's in your heart, all those online, all those on all of our platforms, those gathered today in the church, in this sanctuary. Pour out your spirit, God, upon us. Clothe us with power. Come on, lift your voice for a moment. Clothe us with power. Speak to us. May we never be the same as a result. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. You may be seated. So glad again that you're with us. We've been doing a series, renewing our mission, renewing our vision, and I'm going to continue in that. Pastor Karen is starting us off with about experiencing life. God has a wonderful life for you. In fact, apart from God, there is no real life. John 10 and 10 says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and life to the full. Without Jesus, there's no real life. And Pastor Karen did a wonderful job, and I got many texts and people contacting me about how great a word it was. And then 
on Wednesday, just last Wednesday, Minister David preached on people, on, on people, and how important it is to have relationships with people, and how apart from relationship with the people, you won't get discipled, and, and, it, and it's crucial, really. Fellowship with each other is crucial, and God has called us to love people, to be accountable to people. God has called us together as a people, in fact, as his people. What a powerful word. And so now this morning, Sunday morning, third message, power. Everybody say it, power. Say it again, power. Say it like you mean it. One, two, three, power. Hallelujah. Our society is totally dependent on electricity. And without electricity, I mean, you think about all the things that would shut down. One of the things that would shut down that you wouldn't think about are those electronic bathrooms that turn the water on when you put your hand under a sensor. Doors wouldn't open. How you wouldn't be watching this video right now. Electricity, an amazing thing. I remember when I was a kid and we lost power for a week in an ice storm in Long Island, New York in 1977, 76, 77. Power. Generators are a beautiful thing. Thank God for generators. Our building, we create our own power in our building. Many of you know that. We have these gas turbines. And natural gas comes in, and it it's, uh, runs motors, and those motors generate electricity. Byproduct is heat. We heat the entire building with those, with those generators that also produce all our own electric. It's amazing, cutting-edge technology. Electricity is powerful. In the same way, you need the power of of the Holy Ghost. In the spiritual realm, we need power. Write in your notes, in the spiritual realm, we need power as well. Because we face three enemies. Anybody know what the three enemies you face? The world, your flesh, and Diablo. That's Spanish for devil. The world, the flesh, and the devil, those are three enemies. First John 2.15 says, love not the world, neither the things in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not, him. Oh, not in him. Oh, verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of the Father abides forever. 1 John 2, 15 to 17. The world is your enemy. Your flesh is the enemy. Galatians 5 talks about that, the works of the flesh. The devil is certainly our enemy as well. So there, there's enemies, and we need power to overcome all three. You say, can I just do that on my own will? No own strength? No, not in your own strength. No, you can't. God gives you power. Well, you can try, and you should, but God gives you power to overcome the world, the flesh, and and the devil. And we as believers, because of what Jesus has done, write in your notes again, because of what Jesus has done for us, we have power through his name. We have power through his what? Through his name. Luke 9, Jesus sends out, sends out the disciples and they release the power of the kingdom of God. And then again in Luke 10, he sends 72 out. Luke 9, he sends out 12. Then there's this multiplication, this increase of workers, and he sends out the 72. And I'm going to read this to you. Luke 10, verse 17. 
The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even demons submit to us in your name. Verse 18, he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on, on serpents, on scorpions, and to overcome all of the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So there's another power at work. That's the power of darkness, the power of Satan. And so God gives us power to overcome. This text is beautiful because to me, it's a picture that when God's people begin to move in the unction of the Holy Ghost, when God's people begin to move with the power of his spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, when God's people begin to move in that power, when a church in a region begins to move in the power of God, it diminishes the power of darkness in a region. And Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. I love that scripture. I think that's what's happening in Alaska. I think that's what God's doing around the nation. He's raising up a people who will flow in the power of God and to see the power of darkness fall. Come on, somebody say amen. Can you say a better amen? Hallelujah. The most important passages about the power of the Holy Ghost are found in John 14, 15, and 16. And Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit, referring to the Holy Spirit as he or him. And so as you read these passages, they're, they're, they're profound. And so I'm going to reference them now. John 14, John 15, John 16. The Holy Spirit would be with us and in us. Jesus uses the term counselor. He is our Counselor, that's like a lawyer. Anybody ever gotten uh, an attorney and gotten counsel from an attorney? He's a counselor. He's, he's the one who will be with you, standing with you to plead your case. I love that. The Bible says that he sits at the right hand of majesty and ever lives to make intercession for you and me. He's a counselor. He reveals truth and guides us into all truth. Come on, say that. He reveals truth. The T, he reveals the truth and guides us into all truth. That's John 14, 16 to 17. He is a teacher, John 14, 26, to remind us of all that Jesus has said. I'm so grateful for that. He reveals Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the parakletos, the standby, reveals Jesus to us, John 15, 26. In John 16, 8, he convicts a world of guilt in regards to sin, righteousness, and judgment. In John 16, 13, he will reveal the future. Woo, come on. The gift of prophecy. The Holy Spirit flows through the gift of prophecy. He can speak to you and show you things. He can give you prophetic insight into what's just ahead. And let me say this concerning that. So many prophecies that President Trump was going to be president, and now here we are. I'm telling you that prophetic words are conditional. And so even when, now there's conditional and unconditional. So when a prophetic word comes to pass, you many, many times have to wage a good warfare. You have to contend. You got to take steps of faith. The prophetic words that many of you have been have received, you could backslide to hell right now. They're not coming to pass. You have to contend. You have to do your part. 
And could it be that there were things at work that just didn't come together the way the Lord had intended? Or, you know, maybe they missed it, I suppose. But God's on the throne. You don't have anything to worry about. Come on, somebody say, praise the Lord. He'll bring glory to Jesus, John 16, 14. He's a dispenser of all that, I love this. John 16, 15, listen to this. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why it is said of the Spirit we receive from me what he will make known to you. We receive, he, God through the Holy Spirit will dispense to you all that he has. All right, let's look at this text now. In the introduction, now the text. The disciples are going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is telling them, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon them. In, in Acts 1 and 5, John baptized with water, Jesus said, but in not many days from now, you will receive power or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts, Acts 1, 8, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Acts 2, 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. All of them were filled. He's describing, Jesus is describing something that's almost indescribable. It's something, how do you describe, how would somebody in the 1500s describe a plane that flies through the sky? He's describing something that they've never experienced before. The power of the Holy Spirit to clothe you, to come upon you, to give you, to give you power. I've used this illustration before. Many of you have gardens that, uh, in, in the summertime and you grow vegetables and you go grow cucumbers. Well, when you take a cucumber and you put it in a vat of solution, vinegar and garlic and whatever, concoction, a mixture, maybe your grandmother taught you. you, you make your favorite pickles. That is a picture of the power of the Holy Spirit being clothed with power is the Holy Spirit comes upon you, but like a pickle is transformed into a, uh, pardon me, like a cucumber is transformed into a pickle. That's exactly what happens with us. The Holy Spirit comes upon us, but he's also in us and he permeates us. That's what he's describing, being clothed, being pickled in the Holy Ghost. And they were to stay in Jerusalem. They were to stay in, the Jeru in Jerusalem. One of the tragedies of the upper room is that Corinthians says 500 people saw him ascend and there's only 120 in the upper room. They stayed in the temple praising God. And uh, look at D. The purpose of the power is so that they could advance God's kingdom, being a witness being a witness. The purpose of the power of the, of the Holy Ghost is to resist and overcome the world, to resist and overcome Satan, and to be a, uh, resist and overcome your flesh, to be a witness. Come on, raise your right hand to God and say, oh, I want to be a witness. Come on, say, God, God, help me to be, a, come on, say it again. God, help me to be a witness. And the power of the Holy Spirit is to help you, to help me, to help us to be a witness. A witness is more, than, is more than just living a life for the Lord. It's, it's using your words. Uh, Augustine said the greatest sermon ever preached is the life lived. I, I would say certainly your life needs to live it so that people when they see you, they would say, my God, there's something different about him. But it's also your words. It's also your, your actions. Being a witness is, is more than speaking. It's demonstrating the power of God. I said it's demonstrating God's power. 
It's laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. Two thousand, uh, pardon me, twenty thousand people came to the Lord on Acts chapter two when they seemed like they were drunk. You know, I shared this dream years ago, but I'm going to share it again. I was in a conference, and at that conference, I was invited to speak. Dr. Morocco was the host, and there were so many people. I've never been in a room where there was that many people. Thousands upon thousands. I mean, chairs as far as you can see. And I'm ready to preach, and I have my notes, and I suddenly have to go to the men's room. I hate that. Anyway, I've got to go. So I get up and go, and these two armor bearers are following me, you know, helping me. I got to, you know, help me get there, watch after me, you know, security-like. And so I walk to the back of the sanctuary, massive sanctuary that we're in. And by the time I get to the back, I look to the right, and I see this group of people, maybe 20 of them, under the power of God. And I mean, it's obvious they're under the power of God. It's like a little glory bomb had fallen, and there they are, weeping, laughing. They're, they're, they're laid out. And that wasn't happening in the meeting. And so I walked up, and I thought, my God, he's pouring out his spirit. And just then, the Holy Spirit hit me from behind. My jacket went up and over my head. My tie got jacked and pulled out. I hit the ground face first, was buried into the carpet. And while I'm lying there, while I'm lying there, I said to the Lord, God, I've got to preach. Let me up. You know, and all the TV cameras and all the, all the people that were there. God, let me up. It's time for me to preach. And eventually, he lets me up. But when he lets me up, my clothes are ruined. You know, dreams. I'm instantly now in my hotel room. And I'm changing my clothes because my clothes are broken from getting wiped out by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I change my clothes and I get dressed and, and nothing matches and the pants rip and the button pops off and it's a horrible wardrobe malfunction. I don't know if you've ever had that happen, but that's what was going on. Eventually, I get some clothes together that I wear that, that are suitable to be on camera and I I, I make my, my way back to the church. Well, I'm instantly there in the church, and I'm instantly in the front, and Dr. Morocco's looking at me, and he says, like, you know, kind of looks at me like, where, where have you been? I sit down, and I realize I don't have my Bible, and I don't have my notes. And I said to the, the man, young man that was armor-bearing for me, I said, hey, bro, I left my Bible and my notes back there. He says, no problem. And he gets up and goes the wrong direction. And right at that time, Dr. Morocco says, Put your hands together for Pastor Daniel. And I walk up to go take the mic, and it looks like I've completely peed myself. I just got a wet spot all around my pants. And the Lord speaks to me and says, you can't make my spirit seeker-friendly. And I knew what he was saying. I was so concerned about my clothes, so concerned about looking good, so concerned I was going to be pinned to the floor during my message. I'm going to tell you something. When they came out of the upper room, there was nothing cute about that. They were falling all over each other. The power, I'm, I've seen people do that to try to get attention, and I've seen the genuine article too. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need demonstration to be a witness, to be, to be ones that are mightily used by God. That is God's plan, to make you Come on, you cucumbers. Wants to make you a pickle so that you can put the power of God on display. These are not drunk as you would suppose. Wow. 
purpose of the power was so that they could advance the kingdom. It's not so that they could bring attention to themselves or act like fools. It was to advance the kingdom. Be witness of Jesus throughout the whole world. Wow. Amazing. God's speaking to us this morning very simply. We live in a dark world. This dark world, this dark world will be lit up by the power of God. As a church, we want people to experience life, life abundant with people, power, power. We need power. You need power. I need power. We've been fasting and praying, and you don't want to miss the 24th. It'll be a miracle services all day. In the morning and at night, you bring the sick, you bring the lame, you bring the halt, you bring the withered, you bring the broken, and God's going to pour out a spirit. It's going to be a miracle time of giving, a miracle time of receiving. It's going to be astounding. We are what I would call a spirit-sensitive church and make no apologies for it. I, it's not, I told you so many times before, come on. I, I didn't stay in the church because somebody made me a great, a great dope, uh, dopio. You know, I didn't stay in the church because somebody made me a great latte. I stayed in the church because the power of God touched me. I knew what the power of the enemy could do to some degree, and I experienced some of that tragically in my life, and then I experienced the power of God. I'm telling you, God's power is amazing. Oh, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. You will never go back like a dog to the vomit when he fills you and sets you on fire, when he breaks off that bondage, when he heals your broken heart. Come on, you got to experience power, the power of God. The whole, come on, somebody, say hallelujah. I just preach myself happy. Hallelujah. Power. I got the power. Hey. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. Look at, the, look at your notes now. Come on, as we bring some application. We want the Holy Spirit to manifest himself through the gifts. There's 21 to 22 different gifts of the Holy Spirit, as I've taught you. Not just nine. You go look at Romans. Go look at... Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and in other places, there's many, many gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want them all to manifest in my life. I want them all to manifest in our church and to manifest through you, to you, and through you to a lost and a hurting and a broken world. And I've noticed where there's an atmosphere of faith, the gifts of the Spirit operate. And then I've noticed where there's an atmosphere where it's cold and where there's unbelief, then the gifts of the Spirit don't operate. As much. I mean, the Holy Spirit's everywhere, but when you yearn, when you hunger for him, you know, the, a congregation, I'm going to tell you, you're some of the most incredible people to preach to because you're so hungry. I mean, even now, through a video, you're on the edge of your seat, and you're like, come on, I want the power. You, you're just a joy to preach to. There's a hunger and a thirst. And that's the way it is here at Evangel World Prayer Center. It's a, they're a joy to preach to. But I've been in some places where people just fold their hands and they just look at you. Listen, there's a lot to be, a lot to be said for hunger and thirst. God is attracted to it. And, and he'll come, blessed are the hunger and thirst. You'll be hungry. <laughs> How does that go? Blessed are those who, I got it, I got it. Blessed are those who thirst. Hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. God will fill those who are hungry and thirsty. And many times, are, you know, we're apathetic. And you don't want to be that way. Every time you come to church, you want to lean forward. You want to lean in. You want to get hungry. 
Secondly, we recognize the Holy Spirit is free to operate as we worship the Lord. Ephesians says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Speak one another psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We emphasize prayer. We emphasize praying in the Holy Ghost, that praying in the Spirit in your heavenly language, because praying in your heavenly language is God's per- God, God's Spirit praying through you the perfect will of God. Ontologically, which is a big college word that means spirit, it's a study of, of spiritual spatial realities. You are not the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's not you. But when he fills you, he cooperates or we cooperate with him economically and operating as one. When you're praying in the Holy Spirit, God is praying through you the perfect will of God. So the Holy Spirit, to to release God's power in the world. Look at B. We need to individually experience God's power, being filled with the Holy Spirit. You say, well, I I really want that to happen, Pastor. I'm so glad. Number one, you got to get hungry. You got to be hungry. You got to be hungry for God to to fill you. The second way is you you praise and worship the Lord. You'll see that in Luke 24. And thirdly, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Ask ask Jesus to fill you. Ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And say, God, I want to be filled. Come on, say it. God, I want to be I want to be filled with your spirit. Have a desire. Many people don't have a desire. If you don't have a desire, there's something wrong. There's something wrong if you don't have a desire for more of God. Let the Holy Spirit speak through you. That's cooperating with the gifts. It's cooperating with with the Lord. You know, we saw a number of miracles here. One of the ones that was unique was was in one of these call-out rooms, which I'm about to go into just now. And I sensed an angel. Now, we know by the word that there's angels there, but there's something that stirs in me. And I tried to articulate it to Bishop Hooks and to Dr. Bob Rogers. Something stirs in me when I begin to cooperate or an angel begins to minister with me or maybe I'm ministering with the angel. I mean, I don't know how to say that exactly, but something stirs in me. And as that was happening, I'm speaking over this family of three and I'm feeling this increased, I don't know how to describe it, but I'll try. It's like a wheel within a wheel in my spirit. You've heard me say it before. And while that's happening and I'm prophesying, the words are coming out of my mouth. This lady who has her hands raised goes like this. And she looks back, her eyes really big. And I noticed, and I kept prophesying. And then she says, <laughs> and she looks back, I said, is somebody touching me right now? She says, yes. I said, it's an angel. And then the atmosphere of the room changed. This lady got touched. God touched that beautiful family. God touched us all. It was amazing. I'm going to tell you something. If you'll be willing, you'll let the Holy Spirit speak through you, and you'll partner with the plan of God. Even when you can't feel him, you obey and move forward. It could very well be that you will change lives and change the atmosphere of your home and change your workplace and, and, and change Fred Myers and change Walmart and, and change your, your neighbor. 
It could be that when you're led to a place where there's hopelessness and despair and a tumor, it could be that God brought you there to put his power on display. Won't you be willing to be used by him? Won't you be willing to experience life with people? Power, the power of the Holy Randarabarandahaya, the power of the Holy Ghost. We need a great touch of God in this nation. And God's plan is you. God's plan is me. I, I, I've got to close. Grow and operate in the gifts he's given you and seek for more of them. I want to go to another level. I've heard testimony while I was here of these incredible words of knowledge of first and last names and birth dates and, and amazing gifts. God knows everything. He confides the secret of the Lord. He confides with those who fear him. I want to go. Who, how many of you want to go deeper in 2021? I am going deeper in 2021. God, I'm going to use the gifts. Come on, tell them. Tell them how you're going to use your gifts. You're going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful, God. I'm going to use the gifts that you've given. And God, I want more. I yearn for, earnestly covet the greater gifts as the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth. We are going to experience life with people, power, and purpose, which I will preach to you shortly. Lift your hands all across this place. Holy Spirit, I pray now, let your power, your fire, your anointing come upon each and every one. Baptize these, even as it is in the book of Acts. And Peter was speaking. They all were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Be baptized, be filled, be pickled right now. Reach your hands. Come on and begin to let sounds and syllables all across this place. If you have that freedom, go ahead and begin to pray in your heavenly language right now. Right now, do it now. And if you've not been filled, let him fill you right now. Come on, press in. Holy Spirit, fill me. Tell him. Tell him, Holy Spirit, fill me, oh God, with your power. Now and tomorrow and the next day until you come for the glory of God. That we would be your witnesses in the name of Jesus. Put your best hand clap together for God all across this place. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And before pastor comes I'm going to ask you right now in closing, if you're not right with God, give your heart to him today. Believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. You say, that's me. Won't you pray to receive him now? If that's you, pray this prayer with me right out loud. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place and to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my life and be my Lord, be my Savior. Wash me, cleanse me, and make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.